hi guys. This is um, the Starsea Twins. We have Marco and Miguel here, and uh, I'll let you guys kind of introduce what it is you do or are. Wow, what do we do and what we are? <laughs> <laughs> we are, as you can tell, we're twins. We're originally from Mexico. We live in Miami for the past 20 years, and we uh, found ourselves in this awakening process since the age of 16. At the time, uh, we decided to put all these concepts of oneness and knowledge and wisdom like in a box and sort of like have our human experience. And about seven years ago, we decided to pick it up and start living this path of awakening uh, More consciously, at a conscious level. So that's when we really started doing this again. And it's been great. It's been amazing. It's been this process of self-discovery, self-realization that has taken us to what we call our next level of evolution that happens every day because it's a constant uh, process of ascension in this spiral fashion that, again, it's been magical and it has brought a lot of uh, fun moments and also a lot of uh, darkness that we have made sometimes. Uh, peace with. And it's been just fun. It's been fun. So, okay. So being identical twins, uh, there's I got some questions about that within the spiritual realm and stuff. Um, how how is that? Um, like you know, you're your own people. So how how is it that uh, you both got on the spiritual path at the same time? And you guys both seem to you guys seem to be very in sync. Is there some sort of telepathy going on or past life memorances with each other or how's all that work with you guys well like my brother said uh, we've been in, on this path since the age of uh, 16 but since we were like seven i remember that the concept of oneness was very clear to us because of this being a twin thing <laughs> and how that worked was well you have a, a mirror 24 7 you know, I mean, of course, we are all mirrors of each other, but having one, having a master, a teacher 24 seven, it, it makes you realize how you really are that just a mirror, but everyone, um, it's an aspect of you, just like he's an aspect of me. It, he just happens to be identical. That doesn't mean that you are not an aspect of myself. You are. Mm -hmm. And so are all these different uh, masters and teachers in the universe that we call ascended masters or galactic beings. So at, at a very short age, we realized that being twins was proof that we were one. Not just he and I, but, but also we were one with everyone else. So of course, being a twin, the experience uh, takes you to different levels of understanding that maybe when you're not a twin, you don't realize certain things like like that one precisely being one with someone else but then that's only a very reduced uh, concept when you realize no we really are one with everyone else and being a twin helped helped us realize that uh, at a very short age so. yeah i uh i i grew up with some triplets and um there was two that were identical and one that was uh, like fraternal and I remember they would have a bunch of fights and I remember the twin, the identical twins would gang up on the other one and they would say like, oh, like Bernadette's ugly and stuff. And, and then I would be like, it's interesting because you couldn't call your identical twin 
Like exactly, if you yeah. if if you insulted your identical twin, if you said you're ugly, then you're calling yourself ugly. But so I, I I so even as a kid, not being a twin, but like like having twins in my class all the time, I remember thinking to myself like we could have all very easily been a twin, and then we would have been forced to have in a way like we would have been it it was it's like a more instant feedback loop of self love. You know, so that's yeah, so um. And actually, you guys do talk a lot about self-loves and tips and importance of that. So could you maybe expand on that for a second? Of course. I mean, I believe that the origin of uh, all your relationships and situations that we manifest in our lives comes from that self-love that you generate from within. And I believe that we believe that when you create this strong uh, bond with yourself and spend time especially meditation, for us it's meditation, there's many ways, but we do it in meditation. And you realize that you are the source of that love and from that uh, self-acceptance and self-realization, you manifest all your relationships. Then of course, you realize the importance of spending more time on expanding that consciousness within you and really caring for the one person that matters the most in your life, which is you. So yes, uh, self-love is, it's critical, it's crucial, it's imperative that you get familiar but we get familiar with that concept because that's the source of all your reality experience. people and situations because really situations are are created by people so really of all the people that you manifest because those people create the situations in your life so really what we manifest is just like he said in the beginning is other people that teach you that show you that's trying to call your attention for you to realize what we still need to work on uh, at a at an inside level so self-love is the only way to really create a more beautiful and magical experience in life. And also a lot of people ask us, like, could you guys share your connection with other uh, energies, whether they are galactic or other energy? And, and we always go back to self-love because as much as we try or people try to communicate with other beings, which we are very uh, familiar with those concepts and we have our own relationship with these energies. But what we always talk about is self-love because if there is no uh, self-recognition, self-validation, a good communication with yourself, that other uh, communication with other beings or energies will never exist. And it's probably just gonna be your mind tricking you thinking you are connecting, but you really aren't because the, the most important connection is that with, with yourself. And from there, uh, it becomes your Wi-Fi. It's like a source of all communication and connection to other beings. Hmm. So that's why we always talk about self-love mainly. So what, okay. So like, how do you guys define ETs, star seeds, like the spirit guide kind of connection. Like, so, I mean, you even label yourself as like the star seed twin. So what, um, how did that first manifest for you guys? And then how have you come to, de to, to develop your understanding of what that is at this point? When we, when we say, when we call ourselves the star seed twins, I mean, we do believe uh, in projections and we are all projections of the one source. So we believe that when this consciousness, this majestic being, this universal being, you can call it God, whatever you want to call it, uh, decided to experience itself, it, it started to uh, uh, become these fractals, 
these billions and trillions of fractals. And these are all projections of this one source. So star, star, star seeds are uh, these beings in the universe that decided to assist humanity in their process of ascension, in their process of evolution, so we could have a faster awakening process uh, during these difficult times, especially during World War II. And that's when the first time humanity as a consciousness, as a, as a collective, made this uh, call to the universe collectively, individually, but collectively too, uh, saying we need help because we're going through chaos. So they called upon these universal beings. And these star seeds uh, from different galaxies, from different star systems, from different planets, different races, uh, kind of like said, you know, I want to I wanna help. Yeah. It was a commitment of love. And they came through as humans, forgetting who they were, because that's, that's the only commitment we have to, for, to kind of not, we don't forget really, but we choose to put uh, who we are aside and then have that, that faster awakening for later in life, remember and start at a conscious level, kind of like expand on the consciousness, on the universe, on universal concepts of consciousness in all other humans. It's kind of like assisting just simply at a more conscious level and we all take different ways which shows it through uh, teaching how to meditate teaching uh, and, and uh, about self-love um doing ceremonies etc like we have many ways to like working at, a, at an energy level with people one-on-one -on -one and in groups and in big groups so you know that that way that you choose how to assist humanity whether you are a you believe you are a starseed or not, uh, that's up to you. Today, we understand that a little differently. Today, just like you, we probably wouldn't call ourselves the starseed twins because our consciousness has expanded and we have understood that uh, singling out a concept makes you stuck and kind of like- Limited. Uh, limited in this box. Yeah. So, yeah, sure. We stuck with the name. <laughs> it's a great name, but I mean, you, talk, you talked about branding earlier, rebranding yeah. with, with the name. I'm not denying that I felt a very strong connection, that we felt a very strong, strong connection when we decided to do it. Now, it's not like we said one day we woke up and, and said, let's just call ourselves the Stars and Twins. No, we had our, our process of uh, connecting to beings from other I don't know if you want to call them galaxies, dimensions. And from that connection, uh, it just felt natural. Uh, we had our own individual process. At the same time, though, the same day, actually, uh, wow. with different uh, beings uh, in the mountains. And from that moment, it was just a mutual recognition of who we are and why we're here. And a lot of people in, uh, in this process are trying to find that uh, self-recognition by assisting to ceremonies, by going to, into groups and meditations and following people and doing all these things. But one day, we are all going to realize that that self-recognition will, will allow you to say, you know what? Just like when, when Jesus back then said, um, I am the son of God. He didn't say I was the only. I'm the only son of God. No, I say, I, he you're said, just like I am. I am. But he, 
So just like that, so we recognize ourselves as part of this source that, um, that is here at this moment on earth, trying to assist, trying to serve, trying to be of service to, to yeah, I am. Aligns to what we have to say. Any theory? It's just our own experience, and you align with it. Uh, you know, that's a good thing. <laughs> See, the good the, the good thing about being twins for us is that we serve as confirmation for each other. Because when we sit in meditation, and sometimes we write things down, we have a journal. So then we compare notes, and they are, if not identical, but the same concept. So it's just fascinating for us still until today that when we download this information and we write it separately then and we compare, it's the same concept. So Do you ever nice surprise each other with different concepts? Like, does he ever teach you another concept that you hadn't thought about and you guys are, you're both like, whoa, yeah. Well, they, there might be different concepts, but they don't contradict each other, but they complement each they other. They complement mm. each other. So, okay. you know, they help one another. That's really and cool. we see how they merge perfectly in what we're trying to accomplish. So that's the beautiful thing in our experience uh, of being twins, the, the validation and the confirmation that we serve for each other to know that we're not crazy. I mean, we're like in meditation oh, yeah. sitting and just like uh, thinking, visualizing, downloading, or whatever you want to call it, right, right. it's basically the same information. So that's still fascinating to us. Yeah, it's interesting because when I first started to, I, 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 I had a much more 3D, um, I guess you would say 3D understanding. I, I was like, yeah, it's the people from this planet who come here and do this and this. And now I, I also am kind of like, what are planets? Like, what, what is any of this? Like, I, I mean, what's, what is really reality? And like, are the, what's interdimensions? Like, I. I don't know if you guys have uh, played around with psychedelics or not, but that also makes you have a whole new perspective of, wait, what's going on here? What, how, how do we define what's real or not real to begin with? So in, in that, in that respect, like, what do you guys think of other dimensions or realities or like fairy realms or, you know, stuff like that? Do you think that there's physicality to all this or is it more like, states of different time that we're in our dimensions or something it depends, it depends on on the um we do believe of course that we are multi-dimensional beings and experience alternatively we're just not aware of them because of our uh, vibration but when when you become aware of your self-mastery when you become aware of, when you validate yourself, that self-validation starts to allow you to vibrate uh, higher. And the higher you vibrate, the more aware you become of, all, of other dimensions that you might be experiencing alternatively, but before you couldn't see or feel or hear because you are so cut, cut up in this reality that you call it, this density, that you don't really see what's what 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 else is going on but once you become like and you mentioned psychedelics and power plants of course these are all ayahuasca peyote there are there are so many you know mm -hmm. um have we experienced them yes but we we first had to experience ourselves before we started working with plant medicine because today, yes, we do offer some uh, ceremonies of 
San Pedro, Huachuma, it's a, it's a power plant. Mm -hmm. But we didn't do that until we uh, become aware, until we became aware that we were the medicine, um, until we realized that these tools were only, they, they were only there to support your process, our process, and they were not there to do it for us. So, and I always tell people, calling yourself a self, um, a medicine man or a medicine woman has nothing to do with working with medicine plants or plant medicine. It has to do with recognizing yourself as the medicine. Only then you can say, I'm a, I'm a, a medicine man, I'm a medicine sure. woman, yeah. therefore attracting and starting uh, and merging with this, with this medicine to, uh, to do work. So, see, I just wrote something today that it has... Uh, to do with what you're asking. It says in high vibration, so vibrating at a high uh, frequency, your capacity for expanding your consciousness is greater and your particles stop being several to actually be one, thus inhabiting all spaces and becoming what we call the one, the I am. What that means is that the reason why we love meditation so much is because it's a, it's a way for us to expand our consciousness because really the only thing that has the ability to expand is the consciousness, not the body, not the mind, not anything, just the consciousness. So when you start vibrating at a higher frequency, then your particles, your physicality dissolves. It, uh, you, you see where you, you actually see the illusion of, the phys of your own physicality, of the reality that you are existing in this uh, three-dimensional reality. So the higher you go, the higher you vibrate, that physicality dissolves. So all these particles that we um, that were um, made of uh, sort of like dissolve. So you start existing and becoming one with all that is. And that's a beautiful part of meditation. And that's why we do it so much, because in that moment, we become one with everything there, there is. Including other dimensions. Exactly. Yeah. And, and Becoming one with all that is doesn't exist in the third dimension. It exists in every dimension. It, it includes all dimensions. So that's why it's so important to practice that mindful uh, meditation because we believe is to me, uh, to us, the fastest way to become that concept of oneness and, and living from experience, that concept of oneness, which that's what we call the I am presence. Now, how often do you guys meditate? And and your and your method is mindfulness. You just like practice on being, or do you have specific things you do? We meditate every night. We try to meditate every night for about an hour, hour and a half. I mean, we don't really have a time. We just go, and whenever we feel we're done, we're done. Um, we do not have a method per se. Sometimes we meditate, like on Mondays, we just sit on meditation and, uh, and we have a, a notebook and we, uh, the moment we close our eyes, we start writing and then information starts to, you know, come out and I just start to write and whatever comes, I just let my hand do the writing and I, I don't let the mind interfere in any way. Um, but that's on Mondays. But then any other time, sometimes we we work with a plant med like uh, I don't know if you know what anbil and mambe are. These uh -huh. are um, tobacco like and the tobacco on your teeth. That you put, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, so sometimes we like to do some uh, either that or rapé. 
and we just sit on meditation quietly and if information comes we allow it if, if nothing comes which is not really the case then we work good with being on silence as well there are of course people are always trying to find systems because systems work we live yeah. in a system everything is a system your body is a system i mean the earth is a system we have everything is a system if you don't have a system per se you're kind of like all over right mm -hmm. so it's good to have a system you can either adapt or uh, study someone else's system which is very valid in the beginning but at one point one must develop their own system to do things because we can either be the eternal students or we can be the eternal te teachers and masters Nothing wrong with being both because part of your your self-mastery is to always keep learning even if it comes that information comes from someone else but not to only allow that information come from someone else because if, if half of the information that you're receiving doesn't come from you then you're still just being uh, aware of someone else's mastery and you're recognizing someone else as a master and you're not recognizing your own mastery so it's a good thing to have your own system but it's also good to uh to sometimes you know there are amazing people downloading uh, amazing information and we we do uh try to learn and read books from other people as well because it it complements uh, our own experience and our own downloads if you will so i wonder if that answers uh, yeah no that was like we have a mic drop like i do think that's that was a beautiful answer and i and i and i also do believe that you're you're we all have the ability to access from ourselves and i feel like society almost teaches us or tries to teach us that um you know that we are the eternal student but we also have to like you have to apply your knowledge and try to come up with your own systems i love that that's beautiful and um and I, and I resonate very highly with that. And that's something I talk about a lot. Like I talk a lot about how, you know, um, it's, it's, you have to like really check into whether, like you have to have your own discernment and like what, what, just because like, there's like, you shouldn't belong a hundred percent to anybody else's system. You should take the parts of it that work with you and then redevelop. So I think that that was beautiful. So um, what do you guys, What's, what are your biggest fears or like how do you, and, and how do you work with your fears? Cause I think that's a, that's a big problem with people, especially with the Corona stuff. It's like, everybody's, um, you know, everybody has, is just like into fear porn right now. So uh, how, how do you guys navigate through all that and help other people with it? You know, at some point we all have to make peace with those fears with those doubts, with those uh, limitations and make peace. I mean, make peace with oneself because when we recognize our own shadows as also the divine coming from the same loving source that the light comes from, it was easier to integrate what darkness really is, which is just a teacher in disguise. So we don't, we no longer see fears or demons or whatever, you know, people call them, uh, or we used to call them something you need to face and understand the amazing work darkness does in your life or you or, or the ego or the demons because they're just trying to teach you as well 
but sometimes people don't want to learn the loving way. So then, you know, <laughs> there's another way to do it, which is the hard way. And most people love that. And we, and we used to love <laughs> it too. So when these monsters or this darkness would come through, it was so easy to just run away. And you are always invited to run away, you know, in social media. Yeah, your shadows run away, kill them and let them die. No, no, you have, you have to make peace with it. At least that's our understanding today. You know, because making peace with your darkness and with your fears is an invitation for expansion. It's just an invitation for growth. So it was a beautiful realization. And when we saw these, let's say monsters in front of us, we just have to talk to them and realize, why are you here? Why are you, uh, why am I, first of all, why am I manifesting you? Because they don't, they don't come. And because when you think they come, you're you still in that uh, victimhood, uh, you know, really feeling like the victim that you're just being attacked. You're just being violated and you're not. We manifest those fears so we can just pay attention from within, mm -hmm. they, they exist in us, they're, they're a part of us. 50%, just what 50% darkness, 50% light. But darkness doesn't, I know it has a connotation of bad, but darkness is not bad. It's a teacher just just like the light. It, just, it's just, it has a different way to teach us. But once you make peace with yourself and with your fears and with your doubts, it was to us the biggest realization because we integrated our darkness and our light and that's what, what the yin yang is is this perfect balance between both energies which are both divine and they're not in conflict with each other on the contrary they're complementary of each other you know they work so well together but we have been conditioned to believe that the darkness is something we must run away or not, let go of. or let go of or kill or destroy or hide from and protect yourself from. And it's not. It's simply a master, it's a teacher, uh, hoping that if they scare you, or you, know, you pay attention and say, okay, 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 okay. So yeah, I... and then you start making peace with those concepts. And it's not bad. And the way we teach it. Oh, sorry. My Go internet ahead. keeps on being kind of slow. So sorry if, okay, it, if, if there's a little bit of a delay. <laughs> but yeah, no, I was going to say, like, I, and I do feel like the universe has a tendency to give you lessons until you learn them, you know, and like, I think people think if they avoid the darkness, it'll just go away. But that's not, that's not how it works. So that's, uh, I, I like what you're saying, though. It's really, um, really good. You know, uh, you said something important, and I'm glad you said it. You said the universe is trying to teach you something and when we believe that the universe is either trying to teach us give us take away from us or any of this it makes us sort of a, sometimes also not responsible not, res not become responsible of or take responsibility of what happens to us because well, the universe doesn't want me to have that relationship yet. It's not divine timing yet. Or, you know, uh, I'm just gonna let the universe, man, uh, you know, and we keep delegating the universe. And that's another way giving your power away. Yeah. But when we become responsible that the universe is not giving you the opportunity to learn a lesson, is is an as a higher aspect of yourself, your higher self, or yourself, period, is giving that opportunity by by showing you what's inside and it's going to keep showing it until you pay attention and the way to me is really easy to explain it is 
imagine that you are walking and there is uh, the sun is right in front of you. This light that the sun produces, what is it going to show? Your shadow, right? Now, you can run away. You can, you can see your shadow and start running. Is your shadow going to go away? No. The thing is, we think that those shadows are real. And the shadows are not real. They're just a reflection of the light. The same thing as these fears or these shadows that we believe we have, they're not real either. They're only a reflection of a source that is showing you that there is an aspect of you that is not real, but is there. And you cannot run from it. You just need to make peace and say, okay, that's just another aspect of the light. But it's not really real. It's just there because maybe you need to say, okay, it, it's not going to hunt me. It's not going to kill me. It's not going to, oh, it's there. All, your shadows will always be there. And as long as you make peace with having that aspect, knowing that you are darkness as well, without seeing it as a bad thing, then your life start, starts to all of a sudden become a shift, just more at, at ease. You're, you're, you're just at peace. You don't need to run away from anything. And you don't need to delegate the universe um, or, or God or life, uh, any responsibility of saying, why are you giving me this? Well, it must be God's will. It must be the universe trying to teach me a lesson. It must be, no, no, it's, it's always us. And that's a beautiful thing that we actually can take that responsibility. Like my brother said, it's going to create this shift of consciousness. And then you're going to be at peace. And you're, then all those fears will go. They, they don't actually go away because fear is a frequency. What happens is that once you make that peace, your frequency uh, starts to, to rise. And then you start becoming less aware of, the, of them because frequent, uh, fear is a frequency, doubt is a frequency, all these low vibrational frequencies do not go anywhere. You just don't focus your attention on them. Right. And when you don't focus your attention on them, you're just focused on something else. And you know, it's, they're still there. You're just not at that level of consciousness. They just don't affect you the same and you can process them differently or quicker maybe i don't know Correct. what do you guys see this ascension process as like do you actually think there's going to be a physical shift like do you think that at some point a lot of humans are going to start becoming more conscious or do you sort of more see it as like a gradual throughout society people will you know maybe move into a new kind of evolution of the way we work things or how, how do you see things you know like there's a lot of people within the spiritual community who like talk about like oh yeah there's going to be a solar flash and everybody's going to have memories just overnight. And then you have people who, I, I mean, there's so many different things I hear. So it's interesting to see like what people's perspective on ascension means or is to them. See, evolution never stops. So we're always evolving individually and collectively. So at a physical level, yes, we continue evolving. As humans, we know we have a a longer lifespan, right? And that has to do with evolution. So one can only evolve at a conscious level when our consciousness expands. And that means to have that self-realization of the love we are. Because really a higher uh, conscious being means someone that has recognized the love within. So 
So the more you love yourself, the more, the more self-aware you become and you embody the love you are, the freedom that you are, the kindness that you are, you become more free of you, not of life or anything. You become more free of you, of your own ego mind. So yes, you start shifting into higher realms of existence and that uh, translates into your physical reality. So we can live, let's say we live in a city called Aventura here in, in Miami. But in Miami, there are riots and there are all this chaos sometimes. Are we aware of them? Well, yeah, sure, we know of them. Do we have to be a part of it? No, we don't, you know, because we live in a community, you know, that is, very we believe, like very peaceful, like a bubble. So it's protected by consciousness, by collective consciousness. So yes, evolution has to do with, um, with self-awareness, but it has to happen at an individual level first. I, I don't believe that someone is coming to save us anymore, you know, like, Master Jesus came a long time ago and tried. And what happened? Did we really? No, they killed the guy. Yeah. You know, they crucified him. So, you know, so that's why he's not coming back, at least not as a physicality. As a consciousness, yes. Now we, we are all, we, we have all been introduced to the Christ consciousness and it's available for everyone to download when you are ready, when you are ready, not when someone imposes it on you, when we all are individually ready for it. You know to receive it so yeah we'll continue evolving what's going to happen at a, a collective uh, level well it has to do what happens at an individual level first and how many people are actually doing their work what we do consciously on meditation every night is to uh, try to to remember this information that is crucial and relevant today it's a lot of information that comes in the in the understanding that expands in our minds and then we try to put it in the most practical words of wisdom can be translated and digested in such a practical way today that humans can use it in a practical manner in your everyday basis and that's what we do and then we put that information up in this cloud if you want to call it that and when people are ready to to uh, access that information they can it's already been sort of like translated into human terms into human understanding. So they can just easily just get it, just like going to Google. You know, you always go to Google and hope to find the answer in the most practical way. So that's really what happens when, when people that are doing this planetary work uh, do. You know, we try to translate this universal wisdom, these codes of light, and sort of like type them up in a very uh, legible, understanding, understandable way. So when we put it back, it's already digested and ready to be used in a practical manner. And that's part of all also uh, our contribution and how we evolve individually, but help the, the collective to, to evolve as well. It's like, you know, I, I, I don't know if you remember, there was an experiment uh, with, uh, uh, with monkeys, monkeys, with gorillas. Oh, the, hundred, the hundredth monkey. I think monkeys. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know if that's the same. I, I, you know, when uh, monkeys used to eat bananas uh, with the peel, until one human, one person, one scientist taught one monkey how to peel the banana and eat it. So once that monkey learned how to peel it and he kept doing it and doing it, all of a sudden, other monkeys in the world st started to peel the banana as well. So you see, we're all a part of your learns. 
it helps the collective. That's why we consciously do this work because we know that it doesn't matter who needs this information, someone is gonna need it. So it better be ready and digested and, and be practical because we know That's it what matters. the monks and uh, the Tibet. in the Tibet do. You know, they keep unloading information and putting it back. I mean, maybe they don't see it as, okay, I'm downloading information, I'm putting it back. No, they're just doing their work. And a lot of people around the world are doing the same thing. I mean, uh, they, do, they do their work, hoping it will contribute to the collective evolution. And it does, and it, and it really does, because that's the intention. And it's all a matter of intention. And intention is the only thing that gets actually recognized in the universe. So are we gonna be seeing uh, at a physical level these changes? Yes. Uh, have we seen them? Yes. Uh, is, is this uh, moment of this virus and all this chaos in the world happening because it's necessary? Of course it's necessary. And it's necessary because it's time for all these things that were hidden from the public they need to become public. They need to become, people need to become aware. And with that information, it's up to each individual to, uh, to, to know what to do with that information. How we process it and how they process it because we're all free to do whatever we like, whatever we wish uh, to do. The thing is that if in this lifetime, we don't make conscious changes at a, at a personal level, when you go, well, the, the earth is on quarantine right now. So what, what that means is that only fifth dimensional or higher dimensional frequency souls are coming to earth now. You see it on all these kids that are being born that are super high consciousness, right? So the old uh, souls or the souls that are not as evolved, they will not be able to come back to earth any, any longer because there are other 3D planets, three dimensional planets that are still in their process of evolution, just like Earth was a very long time ago. So these souls will have the opportunity to go to these planets and keep doing their work. You know, it's just Earth is shifting. Not that there are two Earths, because people talk about the new Earth, right? Yeah. It, that doesn't mean that there are two Earths that exist alternatively. Like one is here and this is the new one and this is the old one. No, they are both one based on your level of uh, frequency, uh, how, how high or high, how, how low are you vibrating, that's gonna determine the experience you're gonna have on earth and whether you feel like you're in paradise or you are in chaos. I mean, and, sometimes, and, you, and you can be vibrating so high that even if there is chaos around you, you won't even perceive it because you're at peace and you will only align to the people that are at peace and joining that same frequency and just doing uh, mindful work and living in harmony because you know you are, there are a lot of happy people in the planet right yeah but there are also a lot of misery uh, people that, that are suffering so you only align to the people that are vibrating at your own frequency alternatively yeah i do agree with you that it's like i th i think the earth is a being i think she's alive and i i think it's like it's even her evolution of she's She's growing up, you know, she's, she's getting, she's Evolving. getting a little bit more evolved. So, you know, to be here, we have to as well, you know, so. And in order for us to, um, in order for earth to evolve, because we really are like the cells of the earth. Mm -hmm. So in order for the earth to evolve, we need to evolve. That's why so many people, unfortunately, uh, because that's the way we see it sometimes, 
are dying because at a frequency level, they can no longer take uh, Earth's vibrational frequency. So we have to catch up with the Earth because Earth is evolving and we are a part of the Earth, of this organism, which you are correct, it is alive. It is a, it is a being that exists, it's a consciousness. And we are a part of that uh, consciousness. We are a part of that system, but like the cells. So yeah, we're yeah. all, only to do our individual work and the ones that are not willing to go with the shift they will perish they will go away and not, not because it's a bad thing it's just a frequency thing you know it's, it's something that we need to be willing to transform from within if we want to be a part of still this reality but in different terms in, the, in different uh, levels of understanding and consciousness that's the only thing that's going to keep us on earth at this time it goes back to self-love how much do I value myself? How much do I love myself? How much do I care for myself? Because you are feeding yourself with all these uh, higher vibrational frequencies that keep you in, in, in tune. Very cool. Sometimes okay. <laughs> yeah, sorry, there was a little bit of a cut out there, but um, I, I think I got it at the end, but Okay, so you guys had something you wanted to share with us. So um, would you guys like to to do that now? Uh, well, basically, um, we've been talking about we've it. Been, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Part, part of what you've been asking has to do with uh, becoming your own master, becoming self-aware. That's what we really wanted to, to uh, talk about, self-mastery. When, when we recognize ourselves as the masters, because you said it in the beginning, when you started to uh, follow our, our channel, we only had a few uh, people connecting to our information, but now there are more people, but that has to do also with our own commitment to, to do this work as well. But not only that, sometimes people don't feel confident enough to put their truth out there thinking is not valuable enough or thinking that it's not relevant, you know, relevant to what's going on. And it is. And there are people that are going to align to that information, whether it, you think or not, there are people out there looking for, for what you have to say as well. Now, that doesn't mean that, uh, you know, you put a channel and you start speaking about, you know, your day. I mean, even some people will align to what those stories on Instagram, you know how many people follow people that do nothing? Yeah. You know, so imagine if, if, if these people that are doing nothing, just taking selfies or just walking down the street and just really literally doing nothing and people align to that. Imagine if you, if you make a little bit of an effort and, and just do a little bit of mind, I mean like soul search or go within and then you put it out there. Actually, you might not get as many followers. <laughs> If you if you do if you do right. that, you might get more followers if you just walk with your phone. Yeah, but the followers you get will be but the followers you get is exactly it's the so, quality of the followers. Yeah. That's all. Mm -hmm. So uh, sometimes people rather follow people that are doing the work than them doing the work and put the information out there. It's just yeah. easier, you know, because once you recognize other uh, someone's mastery, of course, it's great. Well, the hard thing to do is recognizing yourself as the master. That, that's not easy yeah. as the source. You know, let me ask you something. Uh, do you pray? 
when I need to. Yeah. Like, I don't know about Nessa. Well, it's, that's interesting. That's an interesting question. Till I was 24, I used to pray like all the, every night. And I didn't even really know exactly who I would pray to. And then I got to a point where now it, it's kind of like, I would say, okay, this is going to sound, this is going to sound cocky, but let's, I almost feel like prayer is asking and meditation is, it's almost like prayer is for children and meditation is for adults. And I don't mean that to be like mm-hmm. condescending like that, but I, I just mean it to mean like, at this point, I don't look for, for myself, I don't look for outside validation as much. And I don't look for, I, I look to, um, I look to have what's hidden in me, but in within me exposed to me. Like, that's how I kind of do. Like, I, I don't necessarily look for something to save me. I, I try to get away from the savior complex. And, and really, I personally like to uh, try to empower myself, breathe into things, fill with my heart and try to be like, okay, how can I process this? Like, what does this mean? And what, what am I supposed to do with this information? And so I, I, I meditate more than I pray. Okay, no, and, and that's good, that's great. Uh, the reason why I ask is because, the reason why we believe people pray is because, and going back to what he said earlier, they haven't had that self-realization that they are the source of guidance. And the reason why we used to pray, for instance, let's say to Master Jesus or Mother Mary, is because we had recognized in them that divinity that, you know, we know of them because we know them as self-recognized divinity. Mm -hmm. So when you recognize someone else as a divine, of course, it's easy to go, please help me because I know you have done the work. I know you have recognized yourself as a divine. I know you know yourself as the son of God, as the daughter of God, as the children of God. And that's the reason why people pray, because that self-validation, that self-love, uh, that self-acceptance, that self-recognition hasn't happened uh, internally. internally. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's important, this um, meditation, uh, which we don't even call it meditation, we, we call it practice of self-love, because you become self-realized. And then you realize that you have the answers, you have the guidance that you're looking for outside of you. And you start acting from that understanding that, you know what? Sure, it's nice for someone to do the work for you, but there is no, we, it's, it's almost like animals, you know, like how the, the wolves t- teach their cubs how to hunt like super early because they don't want to just bring the food to them because they know it would take the dignity away from the cubs to mm-hmm. hunt for their own food. So it's kind of like the same. So it is important that self-recognition happens at some point sooner than later because then we stop relying on all these uh, deities which are valid and I'm not saying you can you can have a relationship with them, but not at this level where this is you and this is them, but at this level, sure I can have a one-to-one conversation with Jesus in my own terms and in their own in his own terms, and without time and space and have this beautiful moment, uh, this beautiful interaction between Mother Mary and I, and be uh, sharing this sacred space at a meditation level. But it's no not longer, even, uh, sorry, uh, with Master Jesus or Mother Mary or, any or, bean, or any Buddha, bean. the Arthurian. It's more any, any bean. connecting to the Christ consciousness within. It's connecting to the cosmic mother within. It's connecting to the Buddha within. It's connecting to the galactic being that you are. So to the multidimensional being that when, we are. When this self-recognition that my brother is speaking about happens, you no longer pray. 
you no longer connect to Master Jesus. You no longer connect to Mother Mary. You connect to the Christ within. You connect to that Buddha that lives within you, that's already there, that's the waiting to be unleashed. Uh, you know, unleashed, basically, or self-realized. So that's why I guess uh, for us it was important to touch upon um, all this uh, uh, topic of mastery because we're still, I feel that we're still very caught up as society to connect to all these energies as if they existed outside of us. Yeah. And connecting to your own uh, self contains all these energies. Mm -hmm. You know, for me, my, um, my, the way that that really got um, felt really viscerally for me, and I, and I don't recommend this for anybody. If you're called to do it, sure. But like I had, uh, I took like nine grams of mushrooms my first time and I didn't know what I was doing. And I like, boom, I had the biggest ego death in the universe or for me. And I, I no longer was a girl. I was no longer Nikki. I was, I mean, like I was like not a human anymore. I was electricity. I was energy. I was, I was back with the source of everything in like this giant fractal land. And it was like, the craziest trip ever but what it really did for me when I came back is and this has been like five years ago um I at that point really understood that we're all energy like experience I, I understood the oneness and I understood that like I'm just as much a part of this as anybody and so the answers are within all of us. They really are. And like, you can get to that conclusion, however you get to the conclusion, or you don't have to get to that conclusion. That's cool too. But um, yeah, so that's kind of for me where uh, I thought that was great. Cause like it, it really, it's made me since I've had that experience, I don't, I also don't have a lot of fear or anything. I'm like, this is just one manifestation of existence and i'm like kind of confident that it's like my consciousness has been it has had many incarnations will have many incarnations goes on i'm part of consciousness whatever way that that um manifests itself or doesn't and so i you know i i think it also makes me kind of go like it's cool if you want to like you know be a hillbilly or if you want to be you know, a, a Jesus or a Hitler or whatever it is you want to express yourself and do, we don't all have to be alike. And like, there's beauty in that. And it's just such a gift to be alive in general. So for me, yeah. I, I just, I just, um, I just think it's just, it's just a fun, like story to watch involve the entire universe as I'm watching. So I don't know, like everybody gets, has to get to their own realization and however they get to it. Right. But I will say for me, psychedelics did do and I'm not a big, I don't go do psychedelics like every day or anything. I feel like, like once a year is nice for me, but like, that's, you know, there you go. Yeah. 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 And, and, you know, we love this, this dimension because it, we even have to make peace at some point with the third dimension. And I hear a lot, I still hear it. And I was one of them contributing to that concept. Oh yeah. I just want to go home. You know, like the fifth dimension is better than the third dimension. Right. And no, I'm uh, through, more work of course we we got to that realization as well that we are where we need to be at this moment as part of our evolution and we love being here you know we love uh, being a part of this transition this shift of consciousness going on on earth at an individual and at, at, at a collective level so we we feel blessed and you know honored to be here 
and just uh, meet people like you know like you that are doing the same you know just enjoying this reality in your own very unique in way. your own uh, exactly in your own terms on your own terms but also like you said finding that uniqueness uh, of your soul to do uh, and to get to the same place we're all going you know in in your own unique way you know without judging someone else's way yeah. without uh, pointing out uh, someone else's process and thinking this not as good as our process you know those things kind of like go away and and you start like you said becoming aware that uh, we're all one because that concept of oneness especially in motions yeah you, you can actually experience that really well <laughs> yeah. uh, but also in meditation so yeah there, there's different ways to get to that conclusion of uh, and they're all valid and they're all valid you know right. whatever your process is it's good and if you if you needed nine grams of mushrooms guess what well that was your soul agreement with yourself and i hope you enjoy <laughs> it and you know sure why not i wouldn't That's recommend i would not recommend um, anybody um, do that but i just want to share and just to close with that statement i just um one day we uh, we went to Mexico to this place called the Seven Luminaries, which were basically uh, seven uh, meteorites that hit that specific part of Mexico, and they created what we call uh, the Orsa Major. They created the same shape as as the Orsa Major. So we went to one of these craters, and as I was there, I remember I connected to these inner beings that live um, in that space, and one of the most beautiful messages I've ever received was from one of them. And, and this being said, you are so important to this universe that, that without you, the entire universe wouldn't make sense. That's how important you are. It wasn't referring to me. It was referring to- It was referring to one of us, to each one of us. Of course, receiving this message uh, was a realization of sometimes we don't feel that the work that we do, it's important enough, or it doesn't affect enough people, or it could be bigger. We could always do being, do, doing much better than, than what we are doing right now. And that's when suffering starts to happen because you're not, you don't feel like you're good enough. But at that, the moment you realize that no matter what you do, if you are in love with it, that's all you need to do. Yeah. You just need to love what you do. And if you don't love it, then do something else. Because it will, at some point in, in your life, will kind of backfire on you. You'll be like, oh, I should have done this. I should have done that. And then there is no, there is no going back. So that's the thing. And it's still part of the process, you know, because there, there are no mistakes. And whatever you have done, and I mean, I don't mean you, I mean anyone, up until today, it was necessary. Yeah. And it was so necessary that it, it that happened. It. And right. That's the biggest proof that it was necessary, that it actually happened. And there couldn't have been another way. But that doesn't mean you have to continue doing it the same way. Of course, you can have that shift of consciousness and do things differently. But that's just a choice we, we all have to make at, at an individual level in our own terms. Mm -hmm. 
cool. You guys are awesome. I love the Starsky Twins. All right, you guys, this was so awesome. It was so great meeting you. And thank you so much for being on my show. Likewise, thank you. The thank same. you for thank this you, opportunity. Nikki, you are you. amazing too. Your energy is super like loving and expanded like, and, and joyful. joyful. So, no, we love meeting so, people like thank you. you. Thank you so much.